everyone. Welcome to Hello UX, a user-focused podcast aimed to help those pivoting into UX design. We are here to empower designers and help those transitioning into the UX field by providing education, resources, and a platform to talk about their experiences. I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode, and we are in for a treat. Today's conversation is with award-winning visual designer and hashtag woman boss, hashtag boss babe, hashtag chingona, whose passion is to democratize design learning. So without further ado, join us in this conversation with our guest, Stella Guan. I would like to give a warm welcome to our special guest, Stella Wan. Thank you, Stella, and welcome to Hello UX. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We are very honored. This is the first time that we have an award-winning visual designer. So I know a lot of our audience, um, they want to branch into this a little bit more further. So they're going to be very excited to hear from you. For those of you that don't know, Stella Guan is an award-winning visual designer. She's a national speaker and professor, and not to mention founder and CEO of Path Unbound. Anything I might have missed, Stella? Well, I think you summarized it really well. <laughs> Yay! Okay. I'm sure our audience is very excited to hear a little bit more about your journey into visual design and how you started. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started off as a broadcast television producer, um, so that was not design. I yeah. studied I studied that in college, uh, but I worked briefly as a TV producer and I did not like it. Um, the environment wasn't for me. The pay wasn't great. So I reassessed my priority and, um, and I realized I was designing unofficially myself when I was in college. I just didn't re- recognize that was a potential career path for me. So I uh, took the time off to go back to school for about a year and actually enrolled in a university affiliated program at the time. Um, so I didn't get a degree, but I, I, th- I think that year of uh, studying was enough for me to learn everything that I need to uh, begin a career in design. So at the time, I actually was a junior graphic designer. I was working for a small agency. And I, I, I regard that as my own um, quote-unquote bootcamp because I was able to mm-hmm. uh, learn a lot from the colleagues and all the projects that we did. So from there, it really was the turning point for me because I had um, gained those experience and I was able to move on to bigger companies. So I later on moved, moved on to in-house positions where I uh, worked primarily for one company and doing um, a lot of different things. I worked in tech, I worked in um, marketing, worked in financial services, and did a lot of different kinds of design. I actually did email design. I did. Um, I also did web design. I, I later on moved on to um, designing for digital interface. So it really is, you know, through that trajectory that I landed myself in in this um, hybrid world where I'm primarily looking after the visual aspect of uh, digital products. And I find myself to be a very visually focused person. I really love doing that. And also digital, you, you know, it really is the, tr- uh, uh, the future and the trend. So I became focused on that. That's how I landed there. Nice. And so in this walk that you've had, you know, right, you went from point A to point B in that transition. Was there a point that you felt self-doubt, you know, about your skills where you were going as you were developing this craft? At that moment, what kept you motivated? Yeah, absolutely. So I distinctly remember when I was a junior designer at the agency, 
I wasn't very skilled in some of the programs just because I didn't have four years of time to practice you know some of the programs so I think I was making some small mistakes and the senior designer at the time pointed it pointed it out and actually asked me do you even know how to use this and um, oh. <laughs> you know, and it was it was kind of like embarrassing and, and also it kind of really um, I, I guess like my confidence took a hit right because right. I was questioned um, but I, I, I just remember that I really like doing this and I don't think I suck but obviously yeah. I have to improve on a few things so it really is taking feedback not personally mm -hmm. uh, no matter how the person delivers it and and really take that as um, a, a, a an encouragement for you to keep going instead of oh you're not good at this you're not built for this um, uh, the other thing that I developed was the ability to be self-aware so I was uh, in the process I was kind of discovering my strengths and weaknesses and mm -hmm. I gradually discovered that my strength is I'm really good with color and I'm really good with um, coming up with you know creative layouts and solutions but maybe I'm never gonna be a typography specialist right maybe I'm yeah. never gonna be you know an animation specialist so so you kind of discover your strengths and weaknesses and you and you you use that as your tool to position yourself so it's okay not to be that great at everything right mm -hmm. and, and right exactly and every one of us have doubt or have been doubted and the other day yeah. actually I was talking to um, my guest on my podcast and she even had it worse right she when she first got um, the job at Apple and her manager actually said to her he said I I'm not sure if you can do this you know that's oh. like kind of like a really yeah. big self not even self-doubt like other people casting doubt on you like really yeah. really really um, kind of like out there and 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 you know what she said well let, let me show you in three days you'll you'll tell oh. me if you think I can do it you know what I mean like like yeah. not taking that personally and then instead showing them that you can do it so, yeah. nice and if I'm not mistaken I did notice you write articles on people that are looking for that first entry job and I read an article that you posted uh, how to address that situation when you're being questioned right there and then like you don't have the experience Mm -hmm. what to respond at that point. Maybe uh, we could follow back on that at the end of the conversation. What advice you would give to those people that are pivoting into UX design? Some of them are going through a boot camp or they're being self-taught. And so there is that imp imposter syndrome, you know, that is very alive. And so maybe you might want to share with us, you know, one of your tips on how to handle those type of situations. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll pivot back into that. I would like to ask you though, I came upon Path Unbound. And so here we like to point out different resources of different boot camps um, that our audience can look into before making that major decision, because these are major decisions. You're talking about pivoting to a different career, talking about spending a lot of money, a lot of time invested. And so I like to point out different resources and that way they can look into all the options available. So one thing I noticed right off the bat, about Path Unbound is that it's the platform that you're aiming to democratize design, meaning you want to make it equitable path for creative education for everyone. So how did this concept begin? Yeah, absolutely. So I was looking at um, what I can do in the creative education space because I stumble upon um, an opportunity to teach 
um, as, as soon as I started to think about going out of um, the corporate world and, and starting my own thing, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. But um, I, I just thought, okay, if I teach, I could actually become more of a, a better public speaker. And it, it wasn't really anything planned, right? So I stumbled mm -hmm. upon this industry and one thing led to another. I was teaching in college as an adjunct professor. I was teaching at several other schools as you know, a lead instructor. So the more that I embed myself in this industry, the more that I see um, some of the problems, which has been around for a while. One is design is not diverse. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of audience that, uh, uh, not audience, a lot of students come from similar backgrounds, which is fine, but because design is such a, an expensive um, education investment, um, it leads me to think that maybe the reason that it's not diverse is because uh, you know, underrepresented communities cannot afford it, um, okay. or they were told not to do it because it's risky, right? It doesn't guarantee right. a job or anything like that. And I felt the pain for it because mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I consider myself in this country from a under, underrepresented community and, and I want more people who are not um, you know, in the mainstream, right? Like, like right. to go in, in, into this career. So then I start to think, actually at the end of the day, a lot of the content is out there already. We are lucky to live in an environment where we can get access to a lot of great content. Um, produced by you know people like yourself and then there are a lot of other people creating great content so why don't we collect them all together and then give those creators more views um, while de developing a curriculum that makes sense to learn right so it, right. it's uh, what i call open source so our free course is extensive it has 120 lessons and more than 50 custom design exercises but it's available for free not because nice. it's not valuable but it is because we want to give you an idea of what it is like studying design mm -hmm. without um, a heavy upfront cost first so you can evaluate okay this is a path for you all right mm -hmm. this is a path for you so if you want to take it to the next level then you can invest in our other programs which is uh, competitively priced to go to that next level um, the other thing that I want to highlight is there is a an assembly line problem actually in the in the boot camp industry because a lot of them are really run like assembly lines right like students mm -hmm. come in they do the they do the courses and then they kind of got rushed out in a way just because you know that's how how companies make money so a lot of them end up having really similar looking portfolios same thinking process same visuals and as a result a lot of them actually struggle to get a job um, and they don't know why right mm -hmm. because if you didn't uh, come from this industry you may think that oh now I have the qualification now I have done everything now I have applied to 500 places. Why am I not hearing back? <laughs> you know, our industry yeah. is not like other industries. Like in other industries, if you're qualified, maybe you'll have a job. But it's in, in our industry, you actually have to show why you're unique, why your work um, is it's it's better than others, right? So right. it's kind of like a a higher level of creativity that requires. So we want to help students with that with a more bespoke approach where we literally take them through a process that's kind of like a conservatory in a music school right like where you are one-on-one -on -one, um, most of the time and you are being given those like personalized instruction as much as possible
nice nice uh yeah i um through my own boot camp experience i felt like there was not a lot of visual design i guess teaching the ones that were successful at it were the ones that had the background and graphic design right off the bat they were able to implement these things into their portfolio and so of course their portfolios look a lot more vibrant compared to us that we didn't have this background. And so if I'm a student and I want to develop my visual design skills further, um, what can I expect in this course to begin with? Like, what is this different from the bootcamp? What am I going to get? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually covered uh, a broad range of topics. Um, but we, we actually started off uh, giving you the option to learn the, the programs first. Obviously, you got, you got to be proficient at them. Um, but um, luckily, we have a few programs nowadays that most uh, people in UX bootcamps also know, you know, like Figma, like Adobe XD and Sketch. Mm -hmm. They're fairly easy to learn. So we, Im we immediately um, have a you know, a lower barrier of entry before than before, right? Before you have to right. learn like Photoshop, Illustrator, which is much more difficult. So um, after you learn that, we really dive into several different topics. And and honestly, the core of visual design, I, I would say it lies in three different places. One is the layout, one is uh, color, one is typography. There are other mm -hmm. things, but these three big uh, buckets are uh, the most important thing to learn. And, and through those, actually, we have um, a lot of smaller topics that came from my the teaching experience um, mm -hmm. that I think is very important. And every every teaching point comes with an exercise, which, which I think it's um, going to help them uh, practice immediately what they just read, what they just watch. OK, so so after you go through this process, it actually will set you up with a foundation that is, um, you know, on a higher level than if you attended a bootcamp that did not stress any of that. Um, right. But at the same time, we really, really emphasize on getting feedback. Um, obviously, the free version doesn't have that. But mm -hmm. if you want to, um, you can reach out to us and book, um, you know, cu customized uh, feedback session, which is also affordably priced. So those are really like at on demand. Um, in your oh, own time and also depending on how much you need, right? So it's flexible mm -hmm. and it, it, it really uh, gives you the ability to get as much or as little help as you need it to. Um, and and in, in addition to that, we also go into um, things like mobile design. What's the difference between iOS and, um, and Android, right? So those are really important topics. And also responsive design. How do you think about responsive design? And uh, what's currently, um, it, you know, what, what's going to work out for your project? So the thinking process is really important there, too. So we definitely integrate a lot of the uh, digital um, topics into the basic visual design uh, aspect. And all in all, I would say it's a general design education course where you would expect to take it in, you know, like if you're in college, you would take it in the first semester. Okay, okay. So then uh, say for someone who has finished a boot camp and they feel like they want to further develop their visual design skills, would you recommend this course? Would this, would this be a good follow-up course and build on this? Absolutely. Um, we, nice. Yes, we actually recommend it for um, all UX designers who are um, not confident in their visual skills. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of them, they're actually, you know, some of them said they're afraid of visual designs because they don't think they're good at it. Um, but if, if they flip the thinking, right, like if you stop judging yourself to not be not good at something and be open-minded about trying it, maybe you'll find that you're not as bad. And, and, and actually, it's very important to 
learn even the basics, right? Because right. if you don't, then you're completely dependent on other designers who are better at visuals, and you always have to have someone to help you out with it, which is isn't always the best、um, case scenario, especially for your portfolio. Nice. So in that, I also noticed that you are in the process of developing a creative entrepreneurship school. Is this like okay? So I, I kind of want to know the thought behind that.、Um, why is this important? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually recently did a focus group、um, mm-hmm. interview with, with、um, a few participants, and we asked them this question:、um, Would you be interested in learning how to、uh, create your own business or how to freelance? We noticed that no school is really doing this, and、um, this is a completely viable option for a career.、Uh, people are most afraid of the uncertainty, right? So we discovered、right. that during the、uh, focus group interview, and it's very understandable. Like, there's no guarantee. Like, how do you know if you have、um, another client after the first client? And、uh, the thing is, not everyone is poised or、um, you know、uh, is going to work. Uh, happily in、uh, a corporate environment,、um, they they would actually thrive more if they actually do their own thing. But a lot of them don't know where to start. There are not a lot of materials for that. There are、mm-hmm. general entrepreneurship schools and programs for、um, you know, like for women or for for other groups. But it's not really focused on our industry, so it's not really like specific enough to、um, to, to kind of teach you those ins and outs of how to establish a business. So this is definitely a gap in the market, and almost all respondents they said that actually is very interesting to them, and they would very much be interested in exploring this.、Um, so the the questions that we have to answer and also、um, kind of really have to figure out before we launch this program is how do we help people who are looking for that、um, you know quote unquote consistent work or stability、mm-hmm. or security. Honestly speaking. There is no such thing, right? Because even、right. if you, even if you are in corporate, you're a full-time employee. There's no guarantee that you're still gonna have a job in in a few days. <laughs> you know, you could be laid off. So it's the thinking process that we have to、um, really get out there and ask people to rethink this. Do you really think this is a guaranteed career? It may not be. So. Right, right, and and I want to say this is also I feel like a safety net type of measure. Maybe it'll take a while before you do get that job that you want. Yes. And so for that time being, you can be doing freelance work.、Um, you can be volunteering your skills with a nonprofit. And so I feel like this is great. I feel like this is an extension of that. You know, you sometimes do need to look at all your options because you don't know. You know,、um, not all schools guarantee、uh, that you're going to have a job within a certain time that you know you're done with the boot camp. So I feel like this is a great idea, actually. So let's go back to the beginning when I had asked you about that person looking for that first opportunity, and now they're having you know the interview with that hiring manager. And now they've been asked. We don't feel that you have the right experience for this role. What do they say? What? How can they position themselves? What they want to hear that they can have confidence in their abilities? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is always a really challenging situation, no matter who you are. Even if you're not just beginning, if you're a seasoned professional, it's not the greatest thing to hear that other people don't believe in you. Um, and it happens a lot, by the way. It really happens a lot, even if you don't hear it in your face, right? Sometimes people、mm-hmm. do think like that in the back of your, their head, but they just they just didn't tell you. 
So my, my first response would be, those are noise. It doesn't really matter what they think. Um, but you have to position and present yourself in a way that will give you the most opportunity. So instead of hearing and listening to those doubts, whether that's in your head or in mm -hmm. their head, you should strive for, okay, I, I don't, I, no matter what you think I can do or I cannot do, there's a reason that we're talking now, right? Mm -hmm. So right. if we're talking, then I'm going to make my final pitch to you is if you give me a few days, if you give me this amount of time, I'm going to show you what I can do in that amount of time. So it's, it's kind of like um, a strategy that sometimes they share in, in, in other industries. They're like, okay, if you don't know how to do something, say that you can and find out how to do it later. Um, it's, <laughs> it's not always obviously, um, you know, like the smartest strategy, but it, it requires that mindset though, that you first have to believe in yourself. You first have to know that there's no worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, you don't get higher. You'll move on to the next one. But if you don't try, if you don't say something and you accept that they doubt you or you accept mm -hmm. that you doubt yourself, then you get actually guarantee yourself that it is going to be a failure. I, I, I love that response. I do. I feel like this is going to empower a lot of our listeners to go out there and apply for those jobs. You know, not necessarily don't apply for the ones that you know you're not, you know, you don't have the skill set but apply for the ones that you do feel confident about your skill set and you do want that opportunity. So thank you for that. Yeah, um, or actually mm -hmm. or the ones that you think you may not have all of them, but mm -hmm. you're close, you know, you're missing yeah. one or two. Apply anyway, apply anyway, mm -hmm. because you know a lot of skills can be acquired very quickly. And if you yeah. have a learning mindset, you know you can do it, so. Yeah, and I feel like, uh, a lot of people that are transitioning into a different career, they don't value what they're doing at that at that point. Not everyone can say, hey, I want to pivot into this. I want to grow in a new skill set. That already tells me a lot about that person, that they have a growth mindset, that they're willing to put themselves in an uncomfortable position because, you know, they're, they're looking ahead, they're looking into what after that hurdle, what comes next. And so uh, I like to tell my audience, give yourself credit for that because just that you are able to do this and that you put yourself in that uncomfortable position, is something that not everybody is equipped to do. I agree so much. Uh, they are actually very brave already. So yes. if you already have been brave, then you should keep being brave. We'll now take a break and hear a word from our sponsor, but stick around as we continue our conversation with Stella Guan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Let's continue our conversation with Stella Guan. 
For this season, we are focusing on inclusion and diversity. And this is a question that I've been asking all my guests this year. Why do you think it's so important? Yeah, um, well, obviously, you know, if you don't see a lot of examples of people like yourself going into the field that you're um, aspiring to go into, then it's it's something that that really it's disheartening and it makes you think that it's maybe not possible or maybe the industry is not welcoming to people like yourself. We have to start seeing more and more examples of people, mm-hmm. you know, like ourselves being successful, being promoted, um, and, and being value in the industries that we work in. So it, I, I think it really starts from how children they always want to have that figure to look up to, right? And right. and and we as as adults, we also need that, even if we're not children anymore. So if there's no example, then yes, you can be that. You can be that example. It it takes incredible amount of courage, and I wish you know. I hope everybody can do that, but. chances are not everybody has the courage to say that I'm going to be the first, right? I'm going to be the Mm -hmm. first. I'm going to jump through all those hurdles. So it's important to include more and more people. And and also the other thing is if you don't include diverse voices, then your company is going to be restricted in a narrow mindset. And and sometimes you don't even know that you're, you're in a narrow mindset because you did not hear that, right? Because you're also restricted to your own experience. So if you include more and more voices, it's better business. It really is better business. It does. It makes more sense. Yes, I agree with you on that. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And now we move on to the fun question. Um, So this is just to give our audience, you know, a little glimpse of your personality. And I really, um, I was looking for the correct, you know, fun question to ask you. And being that you're a visual designer, I think, this is maybe easy, might not be, but I'm going to ask you, if humans lost the ability to see all color except one, mm-hmm. which color would you want to survive? Oh, that's a really fun question. I love that. You mean from my perspective, right? Yes. Okay. Um, which color do I want to see? Wait, so does it include neutral colors or just anything? I, I leave it up to you. Huh. Leave it up to me. Okay. I would say, I would say white. White. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think white is, um, it's a balancing color to a lot of other colors because if you don't have white and you have, um, you know, red, yellow, green, um, brown, it, it actually looks really messy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and white actually in design has many different meanings. It not just mean it doesn't mean just mean color. It also is embedded in the word white space, which means empty space, right? So it actually mm-hmm. gives you breathing room. And in in a lot of ways, it makes things look very clean and calming. So I think yes, it's yes. you know in a world where there's no other possibility, I, I'd rather be calm <laughs> <laughs> than not. So yeah. <laughs> Nice choice. I like white too. <laughs> well, as you can see, I have a lot of white furniture behind me. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, Stella. We really appreciate having you here on Hello UX. We will be sharing all your social media handles through our social media. So everyone, please, you know, be on the lookout and follow um, Miss Stella and all the wonderful things she's doing. And if you're still up there designing with design school, give Path Unbound a look over and before you make up your mind. Well, thank you so much, Stella. Thank you.
I was so happy to learn about Stella Guan and her calling to democratize design learning through her platform Path Unbound. We definitely need more Stellas in the tech space to fill in the gap for underrepresented minorities by offering free resources to all. I hope this episode inspires you to do that thing you're afraid of doing and seek those platforms and resources that will help you achieve it. Well, this wraps up episode four, a conversation with visual designer and entrepreneur Stella Guan. Hello UX will be taking a summer break, but we'll be back in September to continue our season on inclusion and diversity and continue to bring you those conversations around topics that are important to emerging UX designers, but with an emphasis on how these in particular affect underrepresented minorities in tech. Before we leave, I would like to invite you to like us, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you would like for us to cover a specific topic or you're just dying to give us feedback, send us a message via our social media channels or an email to info at hellouxdesign I'll repeat, info at hellouxdesign Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on all major streaming platforms. And now, a shout out to our sponsor, Overflow Digital. Overflow Digital, a digital agency specializing in all your professional website needs. We aim to create dynamic websites that will positively impact your business, meeting you at the crossroads of data, design, marcom, and UX. Before we go, I'll leave you with this Bruce Lee quote, to inspire you to go do that thing you want to do but are feeling doubtful of your abilities. If you always put limit on everything you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus and you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. Okay, hellodies. Hasta la próxima. <laughs>